tired of being censored on social media? Tired of being silenced and shamed for your views by cancel culture? Tired of only hearing one side of the story? Then welcome to your new happy place. You are listening to Left Out with Will and Laura. How are you? Oh my gosh, it's finally <laughs> here. I feel like I feel like it was never going to come. Like we were never we were never going to get to the point where it was actually the night before the election, and now here we are. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, there is still jitters uh, with it, to, you know, so to speak, of what may or may not happen, of all election. this cheating and stuff, and um, and how crazy. Uh, you know, I'm I'm hearing all kinds of. You know, sometimes people just you just don't know if this is real or not. Some people are saying, well, they're gonna secede from the nation, all these blue states. On the, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, if, you know, if Trump wins, they're never going to, they're never going can to. Just, like, can we just all ship them all off to Alcatraz? And they can just, <laughs> that's your little island. You can just have it. It's yours. Yeah. You just have to vote them out. That's the only way. If there was a magic button to make them disappear, Who's that'd be saying great. they're going to secede? So succeed or secede? Oh, a guy named Judson, Judson Phillips, who's been on my timeline. He's uh, He's with, he organizes a big tea party. Um, and he's got thousands of people and, and he's a, he's a lawyer he out of Tennessee. Oh yeah. 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 He's, he's conservative, but he, he, he's saying all these crazy things that the left may or may not do. Um, well, they all, they all said back in 2016, they were leaving, they were leaving the country, but yet they're still here harassing That's just, us. this is different. No, what he's saying, if you want me to read it, I can. Um, yeah, go, no, no, no. But I'm talking about all the celebrities like, Oprah Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Oprah. Yeah. That's just talk obviously, but I'm talking about, um, them pulling some really crazy, crazy stuff. Okay, don't tell me it's like the conservative version of Chaz. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about what. Uh, I'm not now. talking about what. What. I'm not talking about what. Uh, Republicans or conservatives are going to do. I'm talking about what Democrats plan on doing, regardless of what happens. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Well, Trump's not going to stand for that. Well. It's like rebellious children, and you just have to have a father figure that lays the laws down and says, as long as you live under this roof, or as long as you live in the United States of America, you follow our rules. Done. Right. Well, I'll, you know, since you, we kind of brought it up, I'll, I'll give you a little Smack snippet of, of what uh, Judson Phillips says. He says, the Democrats have already said they are not going to concede the election, no matter what. Nancy Pelosi even said no matter what the result on election night, they were going to swear Joe Biden in as president on January 20. He says, I believe President Trump is going to win a decisive victory tomorrow, but the Democrats are not going to recognize it. They're going to continue to act like they have since 2016. They are only a few states where the Democrats might have the ability to steal the election. They are Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. All four of those states have Republican legislatures. If the state legislatures uh, chose the electors, Trump would win 294 to 243 based on the party control of the legislature. In 2000, in Bush v. Gore, the Supreme Court said a state legislator, if it chooses, may select the electors itself. Then he says, here is my theory as to what may happen after this election. The Democrats will continue to claim the election was stolen and Joe Biden is the rightful president. And in January, there may well be some type of shadow inauguration for Biden. I don't believe all that. I don't believe all that at all. Whether it's true or not, (laughs) Trump's always four steps ahead of them. So he sees it coming and he's going to put the kibosh to it. The Supreme Court. the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett was illegitimate. Like they just cannot lose. They just yeah. can't. They just can't take no for an answer. They can't accept the fact that they legitimately lost. 
Right. But still I wasn't conceded. Right. But I, I think the Supreme Court would never allow that anyway. That's going to be there. They just can't decide that, you know, I'm going to choose my own electors when and because we don't like Trump and we're going to choose Biden anyway, regardless of, of how, you know, they can't do that. But you know what, yeah. though? There are so many beautiful countries that would love to have them right. and their socialist communist values. Right. I mean, right. China would love them. Right. You know, Iraq, Iran. Right. It's so great over there. Go. In fact, <laughs> I, for one, will help you. I mean, I'll help you pack. Right. I'll put you on a ship, whatever you need. I mean, there's there's millions of patriots across the United States that would be happy to help you get to where it's, yeah. life is so much better for you. Yeah. I don't. Get well, it. they're more they're more interested in staying here and destroying our country. So that's, I don't get that's it. it. Like, yeah. there's so many other countries that you could go and be happy because they share your same communist values. Why do you have right. to just try and just because they it? hate America that much? This is the hate America party. So this is the hate America. They, they hate it and they want to destroy it. That's what. Go to where you're happy. Yeah. No one's holding you back. They're not interested in being happy. These people are not happy. These people they're are miserable angry. miserable until they want to make the rest of us miserable. They want to destroy it. They want to destroy America. And that's their mission and goal. And they're not, and nothing's going to stop them. And nothing will make them happy until they do. It's and even crazy. if they do, they still won't be happy. So I'm, I'm telling you, it's like a rebellious teenager. And then yeah. the dad's got to come in and be like, no, as long yeah. as you live in this house, you follow our rules. Mm. Lay the smack down, President well, Trump. I, I really think now, since we're ending the election, I you know, Trump always has instincts and his gut always tells him this is what he should do. He originally said that, you know, he needs to release the military on all these protesters and all these Antifa people. Um, and then there's people in his administration that said, no, don't do that. That's going to be a political liability, blah, 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 blah. But I think now after he wins the election, I predict that he's any rioting is going to be quashed. He's going to, he's not going to play around with any governor and ask them nicely if, he, nope. if they can send in the National Guard or something or just a few, uh, a few FBI agents or whatever. He's going to lay the smackdown down and he's going to send in the military. I predict that's going to happen and that's going to happen swift. And I think that's going to shut up a lot of mouths. Right. And, um, totally and it'll be a glorious day when that happens. So. I totally agree with you. It's like growing up, you know, I have an older brother and a younger brother when the three of us would be screwing around and one of us got a spanking while well, that just put an end to the rest of it. Right. Like we were just golden after then there's, there's peace on earth. There's peace in the wolf household, you know, you know what I'm, I'm in a spanking phase of my five-year-old, my 12 year old. <laughs> I, I, I try, but she's, it just doesn't, you know, when they get older, it's tougher. Well, when she's 12 and I have to smack her a little bit, not smack her like a crazy guy. Like I give her a pop, you know, she just, you know, it's harder to do that. I guess there's a certain age you stop doing it, but the five-year-old, oh my gosh. <sighs> And my, it doesn't matter. So thinking about my two kids, not that, not that we want to go off on the spanking tangent. I didn't really, get, <laughs> I guess I gave them little swats on the butt when they were little, but my older one, like I could spank him. He'd be like, is that all you got? <laughs> yeah, I've seen him. He's a, he's a monster. There and then go. my little guy, you just look at him funny and he starts crying. So there you go. That's like my five-year-old now. You look are at so him different. It's yeah. Funny. Emma's tough as nails. She'll fight you back. You try to spank the, her. She'll spank you. Is that you. all you got? Yeah, pretty you much. Pretty it? much. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Got a strong little uh, there, huh? Wonder where yeah. she gets that from. That's so odd. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Must be the mother's side of the family or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. sure. Yeah. Everything bad. <laughs> so right. what are you hearing about poll numbers? Because I'm hearing it all over the place. Okay. And I'm just like today, I'm like, I just gotta tune out because they're it's so yeah. schizophrenic. Yeah, I'm gonna there there was a great uh tweet sent out by Trump's campaign manager today. Okay. And I was listening to Rush today and he had Eric Trump on and Eric Trump was talking to him about the campaign and being excited. And and Trump asked him about his internal poll numbers. 
and Eric didn't reveal anything. And then just like right after that happened, um, there was a whole number of tweets where the guy named is Bill Sapien, I think his name is that sent and I have it. If you want to, if you want to check it out, just kind of gives you an idea of where everything is at. Um, I think he's in an awesome position and he's in a bigger position than anybody lent on to believe. Right. Let me see. Um, Did you listen to Steve Dace or Dace's program today? Um, I haven't been able to do that. Was it, was he talking about this, uh, the polling number? Oh, he, he was, was talking about something about polling. He was analyzing the polling numbers and he used a very democratic liberal. Yes, I did. I did catch a little He's bit. Like, of I it. just want to see where Trump's at. If I was a, if I was a Democrat, if I was a liberal, if I was not using, you know, Trafalgar right. or some of the more conservative pollsters, where would Trump be at? And even using their numbers and their polling system, there's still a clear path for Trump's victory. Absolutely. And I, I caught Even a little, I didn't catch Pennsylvania through fraud. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are talking about that, but the question is, is how far ahead is he in Pennsylvania? And well, I think one of the, you know, and I, I know what you're talking about with what Steve Dace talked about. I didn't catch the whole thing. I'll probably watch him a little bit later tonight, mm-hmm. but you know, the, the big thing is the the turnout of the early vote where the point is, it's like, you know, we're talking about some States, what 80 to 90% have already voted. Right. You know, and is that 80 to 90% of Democrats or Republicans? No, that's 80 to 90% of the entire electorate, not Ooh. Democrats. That's the entire electorate. Okay. Um, and, and the other thing is, is traditionally speaking, you know, Republicans have never done early voting. They've always voted on election day and, right. and Democrats always have, but this time is different. Now it's even or more, you know, right. especially in Miami, which was like a huge shocker to a lot of people. So if you say 80 to 90% of the electorate has already voted, right? does that work in the Republicans' favor? Or does that totally, work? Okay. totally. Yeah, I mean, and, so and that that there's a lot of, percent, what's that, that now? Maybe, that remaining 10 to 20%, is that mostly Republican, would you say, GOP voters? I would think so. They're going to, they're gonna, because what's going to happen on election day, they've always turned out more on election day. And, you know, and they were, t- they were comparing the two, to, I think when you were talking about Steve Dace and what he was referring to, um, he was referring to 2016 numbers, you know, right. and, and Republicans were always stronger turnout when it came to election day. And I think that's going to be even bigger. And I think more and more people are sending people to the polls that haven't voted in years, mm-hmm. that haven't ever voted. Right. You know, and the other part of it, too, that, that that's just kind of a big shocker is that the Democrats have always kind of owned the young vote. You know, the Bernie Sanders crowd, you know, the young socialist Bernie Sanders, you know, Barack Obama, the youth vote, right. the youth vote. Right. Youth vote is leaving the Democrat Party because oh, they absolutely. do not like the shutdown. Nope, you know, they don't. Nope, you know? they don't. You, they don't want to live in mom's basement any longer than they need to. Right. And you just can't take you can't take away things from young people that they live and enjoy and love doing. You just can't do that. You can't take away sports. A lot of the first time voters weren't able to have a graduation party. Yeah. Right. They didn't have they didn't have senior prom. Yeah. I'd be ticked, too. Yeah. And, you know, show them and walking out of the debate. You know, after seeing Joe Biden, it, it was clear that he's going to lock this. He's going to lock this sucker down again. Oh and they're not they're, they're not they're done with it. So there's this hilarious video. And I think it was um, Saturday when when um, Biden was in Pennsylvania and he had Obama there with him mm-hmm. trying to, like, garner some votes for him. And he's standing on stage and he calls out, you know, your next president yes. of the United States. <laughs> heard that too. And so every time somebody that. says Joe Biden, I hear Obama going, Joe Biden, <laughs> Joe Biden. 
and he never showed up. He had to like say it like four or five times. Didn't Barack <laughs> Obama have to say it four or five times to get him on stage? And he's shouting from the stage to virtually an empty crowd, <laughs> an empty parking lot. And he says uh. Joe Biden like four times. Joe Biden. And then finally, somebody's <laughs> like, dude, wake up. You got to get on stage. Oh, man. Shake him a little bit. Speaking to, right. his, speaking to his good ear. All right. So Bill Stepien, who is the he is in the he is the campaign manager of Trump. He, he sent out a whole bunch of tweets here today, and this is what he said. He said, President Trump is ahead of where he was in 2016 by a very key measure. It's the measure that actually matters. Votes cast and votes left to be cast. You've been seeing reports of Democrats being nervous, and well, they should be. He says, let's start in Ohio, where Joe Biden is wasting a few hours today. Weeks ago, the partisan makeup of the electorate was D plus 10. Mm-hmm. Today, it's D plus 0.6. Going into Election Day in 2016, the gap was D plus 2.5. So you see how much of a narrow gap that is. Point, you know, 0.6 compared to plus 2.5. He said President Trump has a projected Election Day. President Trump has a projected Election Day votes cast margin of over 400,000 net votes. Wow. He also says... Um, President Trump rallied in North Carolina this morning. Democrats jumped out to a D plus 32 advantage during AB only voting. I don't know what that means. Uh, today, it's D plus 5.8. Going into Election Day in 2016, the gap was D plus 9.7. President Trump has a projected Election Day votes cast margin of over 400,000 net votes. So, if it, you know, for North Carolina, which one of these states that they plan on having these extensions because they're Democrat run good luck in trying to make up 400,000. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, let me see. Uh, they're President- saying he has a much greater chance of winning this time than he did in 2016. Yes. And we all know he won in 2016. Yes. He blew it out in 2016. Okay. He says, president Trump and Biden are then heading to Pennsylvania. This is where everybody's eyes are on. Dems have banked a ton of high propensity voters. We have millions of voters left. President Trump's election day margin needs to be significant. And we project an election day votes cast margin of over a million <laughs> for President Trump. It, do you think that that would be like virtually impossible for them to defraud that? Oh, it'd take him a few years. <laughs> so uh, let me see. Well, so, but I heard that the, the, they, they factor in a 5% voter fraud margin in Pennsylvania because that's how corrupt Right. Your political system is there. Right. So you're saying he has to do better than 5%? I don't yes, know. He has to get above 5%. I don't know the answer to that. Um, he said, but, but, you know, here's the other thing, too. We got Amy Comey, Coney Barrett on the Supreme Court now. That she wasn't able to vote um, because she just got there and she wasn't, you know, that she was just moving in and that she didn't even have a chance to look at the look at the case at all, which where it was uh, tied four to four for the for these uh, Supreme Court justices, justices to have this extension right from November 3rd. Right. Um, but the thing is, is that she'll be ready this time, you know, and so the other part of it, too, is we've got the Supreme Court. And I, I think this is if they if there's funny business to be had, and especially with all these all these stupid ballots with no signatures, no addresses, no nothing. Right. You know, that's a whole total horse crap and i think i think that's you know that's going to be thrown out more votes back than there are people right and that's yeah that's the obvious part of it too Mm -hmm. uh so his final statement here bill uh stipend said so there has been a lot of bluster from pollsters and pundits about what we should expect tomorrow 
President Trump has the momentum in this race and the math available to him to win on Election Day. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think crazy. he's looking good. It's crazy. The, the, it was like his, his rally started out with 10 to 10 to 12, and then they quickly doubled to about 25. And mm-hmm. then over the weekend, they were, what, 58,000 in yeah. North Carolina. And yeah. then he had one last night that was like 100,000. I can't remember where that was. It was like the last rally that he did for the day yesterday. And he's not getting home till like two in the morning. Oh, he don't care. He he gets up the next and he's fresh and too. He, he doesn't sound up. he doesn't sound like Sleepy Joe. Again by eight o'clock the next morning. I don't know how he does it. Right. I don't know how he does it. Right, right. My, my son tonight. We were we were at Walmart, Wally World, and he was being pokey with the cart. And I'm like, President Trump can run laps around you. Do you <laughs> no, come on, step. You know? Isn't he what seventy eight? Isn't yeah, he 70? I thought he was like 74, but it, yeah. give or take. But I mean, the guy's energy. I just, wow, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, you have, um, you wanted to play, you wanted to play that uh, McEnany oh, bit? Yeah, I liked Kaylee. So Kaylee, I think she was on Fox and Friends this morning and she just give, she just, I just love her style and the way she just kind of sums things up. And she's talking about the movement and the feeling on the ground and the energy from the crowds and um, talking about, you know, the negative polls that are coming out saying, Biden's going to win. So she just gives a really good spin on it. All right. Let's bring in I'm Kaylee McEnany. She's a Trump 2020 campaign advisor. Kaylee, we tried to get a hold of you a little earlier. We, we were having a trouble with transmission. Um, I know today's the closing argument, but really what you're trying to do is, you know, you've got a great ground game. You're just trying to get all the people who you think are on the Trump team to show up by tomorrow. Yes, and we have no doubt about that. Look, Steve, when we have these rallies and you have literally 45,000 RSVPs in a state, that should tell you something. We have a ground game. We turn out voters. You have Democrats who have made the biggest political miscalculation in modern American politics by not knocking on doors. They didn't start that until mid-September, hiding in the basement. The basement strategy will not work. President Trump will prevail on Election Day voting and beyond. All right, so uh, where will y'all be on election night, Tuesday night? If he does win, are y'all going to be together and celebrating? Yes, we will be together. Uh, We'll be there at the White House in D.C. Uh, This president has earned a second term. You have a choice. Voters have a choice. The dark winter that Joe Biden has promised or mourning in America. Again, you see the sunny optimism of President Trump on stage. Uh, You see Joe Biden, who is promising us a dark winter ahead. Uh, I believe voters will endorse the hottest economy in modern history that President Trump is bringing back once more. So, uh, Kaylee, a lot of people are making uh, this story a big deal that the president kind of kicked to the curb, and that is that he's going to declare a, a, a premature victory. He's going to see things trending in the right way. He's going to call a press conference, uh, and he's going to say, I won. Has anything like that been drawn up? Has anything like that been talked about? No, what that is, is that is the Joe Biden crowd uh, knowing that they are on the brink of defeat, making things up and peddling it in the press. Um, This president's prepared to win resoundingly. We believe that we're actually going to pick up states. The numbers are looking good. I'm here in Miami-Dade County right now where we had historic Republican turnout at the polls. The Trafalgar poll, the only poll that ever predicted President Trump would win Michigan, has predicted five times, including last night, that he will win Michigan again. Uh, That is a fake news story that the left is peddling because they know the numbers look bad. It's why Joe Biden finally emerged from the basement uh, and is finally out on the campaign trail, even going to places like Minnesota. You know, Kaylee, 
in normal years, it seems like by the end of election night, we know who the winner is the next day. Uh, but this year, given the fact that there are so many early ballots that have been cast by a mail and walking and things like that, a lot of states don't even start counting them until after the polls have closed tomorrow night. The Pennsylvania Secretary of State yesterday said it could be days before all the votes are counted in Pennsylvania because 10 times as many mail-in ballots uh, have been submitted as 2016. So during that that uh, purgatory of waiting for the news on how states turn out, what's the campaign's plan? Well, look, we believe that Americans deserve to know the victor of the election um, on election night. It, it, if you look back through American history, there's one election where we didn't know the victor in the 24-hour period afterwards, and that was Bush v. Gore in 2000. And I don't think that that was a pretty good moment for American politics in the country. Uh, we don't believe that voters should have to wait for days on end. We know that that's subject to fraud, uh, finding new ballots out there. We've seen multiple cases of fraud as we've moved forward uh, through the primaries and we believe that the vote should be counted it should be tallied like it always has and america should rise to the occasion and do what has always been the great american tradition of counting ballots on the day of the election kelly i know if the president doesn't get pennsylvania he has to get michigan or he has to get wisconsin and nevada yesterday joe biden said at one of his speeches that the president doesn't stand a chance in pennsylvania he also said this listen the people of this nation have suffered and sacrificed for nine months, none more so than our doctors and our frontline workers. What are you talking about? This president questioning their character, their integrity, their commitment to their fellow Americans. It's more than offensive. It's a disgrace. He's a disgrace to say it. We have a president who's given up. I'll never give up, nor will America give up. We'll never wave the flag of surrender. We're going to beat this virus. We're going to get it under control. The truth is, to beat the virus, we first got to beat Donald Trump. He's the virus. Kaylee, what's your reaction? He's calling the president the virus. Well, first, I don't know why he always shouts through his campaign speeches. Uh, that is an appalling no statement. Sense. And contrary to what Joe Biden just said, this president rose to the occasion. Right now, when you look at ER visits, only 2.8%, 2.8% are COVID-related. We've reduced the mortality rate by 85%, created a vaccine in record time by the end of the year. Therapeutics that work, the greatest testing system in the world. That's what this president did with the novel virus. What did Joe Biden do with the swine flu? Joe Biden stopped testing, cut off testing, did not deliver a vaccine in time and survived through the swine flu because of mere fortuity, according to his chief of staff. This president is offering, again, morning in America, while Joe Biden is offering a dark winter where churches are shuttered, workplaces are shuttered, and schools are closed down. That's not what the American people want, and we will see that in a mere 24 hours. Today, Germany shuts down for at least a month. We know France has shut down for at least a month. Everyone has went to the uh, countryside. And I think hours ago, Boris Johnson went from a regional lockdown to a total lockdown. The president says he will not do that. Well, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, who looks to, if Joe Biden wins, to have a place in his cabinet, said this yesterday. If Joe Biden wins, should another lockdown be on the table? 
Well, hopefully it doesn't come to that because we will see swift action coordinating with and supporting public health authorities, telling us what we can do as citizens without requiring any kind of mandates. But everything has to be on the table in order to keep Americans safe. Look, we should never have got to this point. It should never have been allowed to get this bad. I've been talking to a lot of small business owners, especially here in the Midwest, who are saying, look, even when they're able to open, customers aren't going to come unless they know they're safe. This is one of many reasons why the first rule of uh, virus economics is to beat the virus or else uh, you won't have an economy. And, and that's got to be the focus. I didn't know there was virus economics, but he says so. It's on the table. The president's taking a lockdown off the table. He's in power. Joe Biden's in power. It's on. Yeah, it's not just on the table, Brian. 18 now. We know who it affects. We know how to protect, protect our elderly, our seniors, our vulnerable, where we've surged testing. But Americans have lost their job, their way of life, their wages. We're finally coming back with historic GDP growth under this president. We cannot have a president that succumbs to the virus. We need a president that overcomes the virus. And that is exactly what President Trump has done. While Joe Biden will put his hands forward and surrender, lock down your schools, your churches, and your workplaces. You know, Kaylee, uh, election night 2020 is unlike anything we've seen in our lifetime because usually at the end of the night, uh, you, you're, you're, you're expecting uh, balloon drops and confetti and things like that. Instead, you know, there are businesses all across America that are boarding up because they're afraid there could be, you know, if one candidate wins uh, a certain way, suddenly people are going to be so hacked off, they're going to go and knock out the windows at the Gap or something like that. Uh, they are increasing security in Portland and Philadelphia, Lansing, Michigan, Baltimore, Charlottesville, Detroit, Janesville, Wisconsin, Chicago, New York City, and Washington, D.C. What does that say to you about the state of America in 2020 that... If a certain candidate is elected or reelected, people are going to, you know, rather than vote to impact change, they're going to try to break a window. Yeah, that's right, Steve. Notice what those cities have in common. They are all Democrat cities. What are they saying with these boarding up and the civil unrest that they're expecting? They're saying if you don't choose the left's chosen candidate, we will send the left out to attack you. Mm -hmm. uh, that's as close to extortion as you can get. And Joe Biden has the power to say, stand down to the mob. Will he do it? Uh, this is all the proof you need that the left should not be given federal power. We deserve the great American tradition of democracy, uh, of peaceful elections, of accepting the vote of the American people. But the boarded up windows, the closed down stores tell you all you need to know about the modern American left. Uh, the violence is unacceptable and they are not deserving of federal power. All right, Kaylee, thanks for joining us. All right. So wow. there you go. Wow. Yeah. I just, I just saw this story just now came out today. Trump rallies responsible for 300,000 or 30,000 new cases of COVID and 700 deaths. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Coming out, you know, election eve. They're desperate. They're desperate. I think. I think the I think they're the the boy who cried wolf too many times the media with this COVID stuff. Nobody buys it. People are over it. Nobody people believes are so it. Over it. And I think people are smart enough to recognize cases mean absolutely nothing. Cases mean that COVID is here. 
That's all it means. It doesn't mean that doesn't mean that someone's going to be hospitalized. Doesn't mean somebody's in critical condition. Doesn't mean somebody's going to uh, get a real bad case of it. It could mean absolutely anything. It's in the it, it's in the it's in the atmosphere. Right. All right. And that's all that this case, when they say more cases, more cases, that's right. all that it means. And they have no way of determining where it comes from anywhere. Because Trump's a mass murderer, super spreader. <laughs> yeah. He's a super spreader event. What right. I don't and, understand, though, is why isn't anyone asking what happened to the flu statistics? Yeah. What happened to the cold statistics? What about tuberculosis? What about all the normal things that people typically die from mm-hmm. this time of year? Right. Those just evaporated. Those just went away. Right. Why aren't people asking more questions? I don't get it. I, I think I think the good news is is that people are have just turned the media off on this. This is to me this is no different than the average conservative um, hearing about climate change. Right. I automatically turn it off. I don't because yep. I know it's, it's nonsense. Just it's, yeah, it's just noise. it's just background noise. It's just somebody's weird whack job belief. Um, and, and I think that's where we've, we've finally come to. And I think that, like I said, the bigger, the bigger deal is, is that younger people are voting against Biden. They're voting for Trump because of the lockdown. They're not right. going to, they're not going to put up with it. And, and I think that's, that's in our favor, no matter what they scream and cry about and, 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 uh, and go on and on about it. It's just, it's not going to stick at all. So. No, I, I love that the media has totally lost power and they know yeah. it. They know they've oh, yeah. lost their power because, you know, they try to say Trump's got these super spreader events and yet people still show out, show up in masses. Mm-hmm. Even when, even when um, Walls and Ellison tried to, tried to limit Minnesota's rally in Rochester to 250 people, there were still 25,000 people there that were just, you know, there just to be supportive, just to have a tailgate party. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of back in the fifties and sixties where, where, you know, in the deep South and other places in the country where they would uh, try to stop blacks from voting or stop blacks from um, gathering or to show up at different events. And they would suppress, you know, just the whole, uh, the whole uh, Alabama situation uh, with the governor, you know, I I can't even remember his name, but just, it it reminds me of that. Um, That's what they're doing is that they're, they are trying to, suppress free speech right they are and they're doing it illegally unconstitutionally 100%. 100%. and it's and it's glaring yeah. um and the other thing I've, i found out too is that you know like governor wolf in pennsylvania he's going to be term limited so he's doing whatever he wants he has zero consequences for him uh politically speaking with what he's doing in pennsylvania with all the fraud can't they still try to impeach him like get him out of there? they could but i mean he's he doesn't have he doesn't have long left in office i'm not sure when his when his um, term expires, I think it's pretty soon. So oh, I don't corruption. know. And the more that it comes out, it's just, it's beyond, it's beyond comprehension, the level of their corruption, especially right. the Biden crime family. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. We gotta, we gotta get to this. Uh, you, you've got the video for this and I've seen it today already um, in Miami. This is just gold. This like, what- when Trump was on stage at the rally. Yeah, this is total gold. We'll we'll just, we won't even say anything. We'll just go ahead and play it. Let me, yeah. Oh man, this is such gold. Um, I knew it. See, when I, when I saw this, I was like, oh, Will's got to see this. Oh, I was going to love this. I think, um, you know, and just the reaction is just, I mean, it's, it's priceless. The president last night suggested he may dismiss Dr. Anthony Fauci from the White House Coronavirus Task Force after the election. Let's watch. 
Don't tell anybody, but let me wait till a little bit after the election. <laughs> there you go. There I just you love go. him so much. I just do. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing, too, you got Fox News on talking about this. Fox News is all in for Fauci, too. They make me ill. They make me want to puke. And they've got they've got all these bonehead doctors on here that are, you know, doing all the typical COVID, you know, nightmare scenarios and all that other junk. It just it makes me absolutely sick. So but, uh, yeah, that's nice to see. And I, so he's going to do it. And that, all that does is just it just gets he, he said that purposely. So he'll have media story after media story. Mm-hmm up to the election, after the election, it's going to be pretty sweet. And Fauci's so. going to uh, no longer be relevant. Mm-hmm. He's going to just fade off into the sunset. Well, they'll, the news will go after him and get his right. opinion and everything, but it's not going to matter. Um, you know, and the other thing, too, is uh, the with the addition of Scott Atlas being on board is a huge deal. And Scott Atlas is echoing uh, real scientists, some of the best scientists in the world in epidemiology from Stanford, from Oxford, from Yale, and they're all pushing back against this. And so, and I I saw, I saw a great, I saw a great tweet from somebody that basically said, Fauci will never debate um, an epidemiologist from Stanford. Number one, he would lose that debate. And number two, the truth would come out during it. And he is doing everything he can to suppress it. Um, And that's, and that's the other thing I'm noticing too, is that the media is taking these little pot shots at Scott Atlas, but they don't want him on. They don't want to debate him because he just buries them. You just can't, you just can't debate real science. So do they invite him and he doesn't come or they're just not inviting him? No, they're not inviting him. They're not doing it. And I've, and I've seen it. I mean, Fox, I mean, Fox news doesn't have him on. Uh, They'll take pot shots at him. Mm -hmm. Uh, CNN, they'll have some other doctor on to, to trash him. Right. Right. They'll have the last Fauci about him and Fauci will trash him. They never, they had him on one time, I think. And I think we played that clip uh, a while back on our earlier episodes and he just buried it. I mean, he just buried it. They can't pin him on anything. Right. You know, which is why uh, Trump selected <clears throat> him because he knows what right. he's talking about. Right. Right. And so he's going to undo this whole thing. And, and that's, and that's great. And I, I think, I think more is going to happen after the election. I mean, he really is. I, I, and I think the other, n- the number one person which needs to go is the FBI director. Oh, yeah. He's but, bad Trump news. Trump has already said that that's his wish list of the yes. top people that he's going to get rid of as soon as he's reelected. No, he needs, a, he needs a, he needs a, and I think he's, I think when he, re, he got rid of um, James Comey, mm-hmm. that was a surprise because he was initially wanting James Comey. But then when he found out how corrupt James Comey was with this right. whole dossier thing yep. and, and everything that he was hiding. Um, then he got rid of him and he quickly found somebody else. And that wasn't the probably best decision. He probably could have, should have waited. And, uh, but he, he immediately chose somebody quickly. And that guy was a disaster. He just continued what James Comey was doing. And I don't know if you followed this, this story here about in Texas, where the Biden Harris bus was uh, driving down the highway. Yes. Yes. And then, so the, the Trump, uh, people with their trucks and their flags, yes, yes, they yes. drove in front of them and they drove uh-huh. beside them on the highway and behind them. Yep. And now the Biden people um, called the uh, called 911 and the FBI got involved to see oh if they were trying to run them off the road, which was total nonsense. They were just think, driving by next to them. You would think that the FBI would be busy with the Hunter Biden. Scandal. Right. I mean, they've got way more important things to worry about, don't they? Right. And if you remember, like they do. if you remember this story, too, where Bubba Wallace of NASCAR was claiming that there was a right. noose in his garage and right. all it was was a little door hanger latch right. that garage. you can find in every garage everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, um, you know, so that's on their 
that's they're, they're quick to go after those things. But, you know, as far as real corruption and real crimes uh, committed by Democrats, they avoid altogether. So did you see the the this is a different story, but similar. The hearse that was trailing the Biden tour bus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> did you see that? Was it? Was it? No, I did not out, see that one. Decked out for Trump with the flags and everything. <laughs> and, and it it would it was they were running red lights and trying to get rid of it. And it wherever they went, it just followed. That's funny. <laughs> it just showed up, and then then on the back of the hearse it says. Um, collecting Democratic votes, one dead. <laughs> That's perfect. That's per- people having fun. People are enjoying this. Um, really and this just this just drives the left crazy right. they, because they're all about intimidation. They're all yeah. about uh, Antifa. They're all about, uh, you know, getting in people's faces, uh, you know, and just totally, you know, silencing people. And we're not going to take it. We're just and we're just having fun with it, too. And they can't stand that. Right. Right. Because Trump supporters have very nice personalities and good sense of humor. And and we're not the ones blowing things up. So, right. you know, going back to, to Kaylee's story where she where we saw pictures of people boarding up their their buildings in these Democratic run strongholds, these Democratic cities. What are they afraid of? Because Trump supporters don't do that. So clearly it's 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 the left, the Antifa, the BLM, that mob that they're worried about. Mm-hmm. Trump supporters, I mean, of all the rallies that we've had and all these, you know, in Arizona, that was there was that 96 mile long car parade. Those people yeah. are they're they're peaceful. They're not they're not burning people's buildings down and their businesses and they're not getting into fights. That's not right. what we do. So they're clearly not afraid if Trump loses. They're afraid if Trump wins. Right. And then now they're trying to find fake crimes and fake, you know, just make making things up out of, you know, making things up out of out of thin air, you know, and it, and it never works and it never sticks. And so. doesn't it kind of, and I love, I love, love, love the unity and the energy that I see in these rallies. Like people are, they get along. And I mean, even Antifa and BLM people turn against each other. So there's right. just such an, such an energy from this unity. And, and, you know, it goes back to what our forefathers said that a nation divided cannot stand. Well, these things that they're using to try and create division within, within us, racism and white supremacy and BLM and Antifa and all these things are trying to throw in our face is actually unifying us to get our nation back, to bring back America, to bring back the, the America that our grandfathers and, and their parents knew. Right. That patriotism, that love for country and love for president and love for God. You know, I'm just, there's one thing that worries me about the future. And that is that when president Trump is gone, what's going to happen to the GOP? And I'm just looking at the fact that it's, it looks like we'll never win Virginia ever again. And Virginia used to be in the Republican column for a long time. I remember growing up in high school, living in Virginia, and it was a conservative state. Um, And even, even if they ever had uh, a Republican governor, um, they would still be conservative. I mean, or a Democrat governor, they'd have a couple of Democrat governors growing up in the nineties. Um, and they would still try to balance the budget and they still wouldn't ro- try to rock the boat. And, you know, it, it, they wouldn't do anything crazy like they're doing now. But that just kind of, you know, it comes to what I th- worry about is that you almost need another person like Trump, you know, to do what he did mm-hmm. and to say what he said. You know, and I think this kind of this all also goes back to and, and we'll just plug this here real quickly here as you posted this in our group, your um, podcast that you have with your dad right. um, about John Piper. And, you know, John Piper's an example of many different pastors and many different people who feel that 
you know, oh, well, you know, Trump is too loud or he's too obnoxious or he's too this or he's too that. And, he, and he's too and he's too, you know, and he, he's he's not helping himself with his tweets and that um, there is a lot of people, including myself. I don't have a problem with that at all. I just I don't either. I don't either. So and so, the you know, and that's just it reminds me of it reminds me of uh, the last person uh, that I knew uh, uh, as far as an evangelical was concerned was Jerry Falwell. Not his son. His son is a retrograde. I think he's a, I think his son's not even a believer. If you ask me, uh, uh, Jerry Fowler Jr. And the scandal he's involved in, but his father, uh, when I went to Liberty university and went to his school, um, you know, being a uh, young Christian and coming from a Christian family home, a lot of us didn't think, uh, you know, uh, Jerry Fowler was cool because he would always talk about politics and, and, and a lot of people would whine about that. And he would say in a big sign on his university, this, this university is politically incorrect. Um, and there was a lot of evangelicals that would make a big, now I look at it now that I've gotten older, I'm kind of past that point, And I'm just glad that somebody like uh, Jerry Fowell would put the gauntlet down. He would get on, he would get on uh, Donahue and uh, he would take all these arrows, right. And he would go toe to toe with penthouse magazine. Right. All right. And Larry Flint. And, and, and all these believers and all these people in the Christian community and all these leaders, the same ones today. Yep. Oh, he's too, he's too rebrash. He's talking about politics all the time. He's not, you know, and it's, and, and, but what happened though, during that time, when Jerry Falwell spoke, okay, Dr. Falwell spoke, he'd have a huge movement behind him. So when the NFL at the time, I remember during this time, they were doing the celebration. They were, they were penalizing, celebrating in the end zone. And one of the, the uh, things that came up about, well, when people actually pray in the end zone, like Tim Tebow, we should penalize him for that, make that a penalty. Um, and he spoke up and, and the NFL heard him and all of the believers and, and people behind him heard him and they backed right. down. They feared him back then. Yeah. And so it's just like we need. For me, it's like, you know, we need a brash, we need a bold, and we need a peop- somebody that's going to take on the left and take Absolutely. on the media like, like Trump has. And my fear is I love Mike Pence. I think he's a, probably a good Christian believer. I, there's a lot of policies that he's done as governor I don't like um, that, that are questionable. But do you think somebody like a Mike Pence can pull off, you know, with his persona? you know, and, and his personality pull off a, a victory. I, I, no, I don't know where you're going. I, I believe there's only one Donald Trump, but you know, what about Don Jr.? What about, yeah, that's what, that's the first about, thing I thought, you know, right. I mean, right. I mean, if, 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 if George Bush Jr. can follow George Bush. Yeah, well, you know what the funny thing is, is George P. P. Bush, which is, which is uh, Jeb Bush's son. He's trying to run for office and he can't go anywhere. He can't get any votes. He's just like his dad. He's get 1% in polls and stuff. Um, he was talking about, um, you know, changing the Alamo in Texas and, and uh, getting rid of statues that people really, you know, you know, he wanted to move it and all this other crazy lefty stuff that he wanted to do. Um, so, you know, it's just like those people, they don't have a prayer. I mean, but you're right. I mean, you need somebody like Trump and his kids are the closest to it. Right. Somebody what about, who's going to uh, Crenshaw. Crenshaw, the guy with the with the patch. I, I think he's. I don't. I'm not a big fan of him. Really? I, he's a. He's a. No. Yeah. He's a. He, he's a sellout on a whole bunch of levels. You think? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He it's talks a, a great game, but his votes are. Impressed. You know. 
his if you looked at some of his votes and the things he you know he you know he's wanting to he, you know he's kind of signed on to uh well you know maybe there is concern about these monuments that we need to get rid of and move on oh. from and you know and maybe maybe these this group these you group wonder what's going on behind the scenes who are you taking bribes from right well i don't I know always, about that. Now, with all this garbage going on with biden i'm like well who else is taking handouts who right. else is selling out our country to line their own pockets well, you know what? To be honest with you, it goes downhill, and I, I think this this idea of trusting politicians, um, you know, automatically because they have an R in front of their name. I'm done with that too. I mean, right. who knows who's on the take, right? So, yeah. well, and that's the thing. Okay, so what you don't like about Donald Trump is the very reason he was elected because he's not like everybody else. He keeps saying right. I'm not a politician, and he's not. And that's why when he does these outlandish things, like you know, tweets his whatever's on his mind at the moment. I mean, that's what makes him a real person. He's not that polished, smooth, right. Silver tongue devil that Obama was. And there was, a, there was a point in the debate that I think a lot of people overlooked. I mean, you know, you had some big points of it, but I think a bigger point for me was when Biden brought up wall street and Trump said, Hey, if I wanted to, I could right. get all kinds of money from wall street. I could yep. get as much money as you. He goes, but Joe, he goes, and I know this because I've lived this in, you know, before I ran for president is that when you get money from wall street, there are deals that are cut. Yep. You're going to get money, given the money, you're going to be performing for them and doing something for them. Right. And a lot of times what you want to do for somebody on Wall Street is against what the voters want, like amnesty. Right. right? Um, but Biden and, doesn't know anything else. He's done that his entire life. Right. Right. And That's so but, he operates. So I, I think with with that, with that, I think what uh, what Trump was bringing up is that, you know, you have the typical politician gets money. All right. You know, and the other thing is about this whole big tech thing, right? This whole big tech uh, with Google and um, and also Facebook and, right. and Twitter right. yep. um, and, and the and, uh, Republicans supposedly trying to stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the, the problem is, is that they get donations from Google. They get donations from Facebook. And, and so, oh, hell? we'll have a we'll have a committee hearing that won't go anywhere. And right, we'll have going to say, yeah, what it's a heck? big show. Right. You know, you know, Ted Cruz got on. He did this special urgent announcement to Americans. We're going to we're going to take big tech to task. We're going to we're hauling them into court. So they call haul them into court and you've got Dorsey and Zuckerberg and they basically have zero explanation for why they do what they do right. and why they censor conservatives and not um, uh, liberals. And and it's like, well, you better stop that or, or there's <laughs> or what? consequences or what? Or we'll have an, or, or God forbid, we'll have another hearing. We'll have another talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> they do nothing, you know, so nothing. right. I'm like, OK, this is it. This is it. Right. They're really going to lay it down. They're really going to hammer them. There's going to be fines and there's going to be consequences. All that is all that is, is is a show during an election year. So voters will say, well, look at that guy in Congress fighting for me. And look what he said about this and what not what he did, but look what he said. Right. You know, well, that's going to stop. Shut so. up and tell them we're enforcing Section 230. Done. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, right. it could be a it could be a 15 minute hearing. Boom, done. Doesn't need. Right. All day. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, that's that's the only reason why they they do it. You know, and the other thing of the Amy Coney Barrett thing is, you know, what you were bringing this up before. It's just like, why have all these ridiculous hearings that go nowhere anyway? Just confirm or vote, get her right. through and forget about it. Um, you know, and it, the reason is, is because they're all doing their campaign speeches, right? Sit down, shut up. She's confirmed. Everybody can go home now. You know, when you're talking about campaign speeches, this is funny because, um, this just kind of dawned on me. I, I remember 
Um, this was just a radio interview of somebody that was famous or whatever, and he was in the studio for a long period of time, and he was in an event, and he, he was on Animal Planet for a long time. Um, just a typical person that's been in Hollywood. And the entire time, he would talk about his career and himself and where he's been and what he's doing, you know, off the mic, you know, not not having a com- a, a real conversation. Hey, how you doing? What You know, just having fun mm-hmm. type of conversation. But it's all about him spotlight stuff. And it just reminds me, and I've heard this too, is that, is that um, Washington, D.C. is Hollywood for ugly people. <laughs> is that, is, it is, it is, is that it's because they have a spotlight. It's their time to shine. It's their time to get on stage and perform. That is hilarious. And that's why Lindsey Graham, <laughs> it, that's why Lindsey Graham is doing what he's doing. He's there for his little limelight, for his, for his little speech, for, so he can perform for his voters or whatever, or whoever he's trying to appease in his mind. You know, and, and the same thing of- with McConnell and all the rest and all the people in the Senate and Congress. This is Hollywood for ugly people. And they think the same way. They're that person. They're that guy on the animal planet that's in my studio that won't shut up about himself nonstop right. and about how wonderful he is and who he's met and, and, and his next big project and all how, how great he's you just shut up. I mean, you know, man, I, I'm, I don't so you know. Amazing. In fact, enough <laughs> about me. what do you think about me? <laughs> right. Exactly. Right? That but that's goes? that's how they're wired. You know, that's how they're they're completely wired in Washington, D.C. So. Okay, but broadcasters are like that too. You know, they say face for radio. That's kind yeah. Of, so, so Washington D.C. is the radio equivalent of you know television versus Hollywood. I don't right. Know. Well, the thing is with radio is everybody's against each other in that building. Nobody likes each other. That's been my experience anyway. Yeah. That's been on a rare occasion. It, it hasn't been that way. But my experience has been everybody in that radio station, especially of a, a group of radio stations. Yes. In the building, everybody's out for themselves. Right. They don't, think your show, they don't think your show is funny, even though it could be hilarious. They're funny. They're funny. They're funny. They're yes. Stuff. Right. And you can't and you can't take away their, you know, right. their aura. Right. Exactly. So no, everybody's a threat too. you know. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's kind of how radio is. Raging but, group of narcissists. Yes, exactly. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so you nailed true. that. You totally nailed that. Absolutely nailed that. So. Oh, I was going to ask you about. um your predictions for tomorrow night. Let's say, let's say it goes really well. It goes in Trump's favor. What happens? What's going to happen across the nation? I think that he's, I'm going to just be bold and just say he's going to win everything. And it will be such, it will be such a resounding victory that they're not going to have any room whatsoever to, to play around. I pray that you're correct, but what happens? Because we all know they don't take no for an answer. We all know they throw massive temper tantrums. So what is that going to look like? How does that affect the average American who's just trying to, you know, do their job and raise their family? How does that affect them in their community? I don't know. I think I, I, as far as how it affects people, I know that it's they're going to be rioting. And I, I predict, too, that Trump's going to put a huge squash on it after they riot, regardless of who wins. There's going to be riot. I think there's going to be intimidation at the polls mm-hmm. um, and it's going to be in key key states. I think there's going to be a lot in Pennsylvania. I think there's going to be a lot of Antifa people on Election Day. Do you think there's uh, going to be a police presence at these critical polling stations with the governors that they have now? Absolutely not. You think Governor Wolf's going to do anything? He, he'll let it rage. And, uh, you know, and I think I think Trump should do whatever it takes to stop it in his well, power. I was going to say, do you think he's going to send in the National Guard to ensure voter integrity, election integrity, so that people can get, get to the polls without feeling threatened? I mean, I feel like I'm talking about communist China, but right. people need to be able to go and not feel threatened that they can go vote 
however they want to Trump vote. Has, Trump has no power to send in the National Guard unless uh, unless governors give him permission. However, he can send the military anywhere he wants. Right. You know, and I, yeah, you know, just send in the Marines, man. Yep. That'll shut just everything down standing quick. standing outside with their AK-47s or, you know, whatever they carry. Yeah. Is that what they carry? I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. So, yeah, no, I just think I think that there just needs to be a presence there saying nothing's going to happen because we're standing here. We're just standing here to ensure that there's a, a, a peaceful election process. And here's, you know, here's the thing, too. I think, you know, all the the other part of it, too, is the level. The level of campaigning that Trump is doing has never been done. Mm-hmm. He's ever. got 2.5 million door knockers, volunteers yeah. across the country just. He's got that, but his campaign, his campaign of his nonstop campaign events, nobody has done what he's done. And, you know, the other thing is COVID has always been a thing that, you know, they they thought he was going to stop him with the campaign rallies. But the fact is, all these little outdoor events Mm -hmm. that are out these airports that he's packing out, they're all key places on the map as far as turnouts concerned that he wouldn't probably go to if he was doing the big arenas. Right. Yep. You know, like, hey, we're going to have a big we're going to have a big thing in Minneapolis. All right. Mm -hmm. Versus, hey, I'm going to Mankato. I'm going to I'm going to Bemidji, Minnesota. I'm going, you know, he's hitting all these. And they're all strategically placed, too. He's not just randomly going to these places. He's going to places that are that that are going to turn out the vote that he needs to turn out. Right. That's that's huge. And so nobody's seen that on anything before. What you see from the left is they're very reactive and he's very proactive. I think I think he's burying them and they've been he's been burying him them for a long time. And I think the biggest the biggest reason is, is because, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of 2012 with Republicans. 2012, they chose the safe candidate. The safe candidate was Mitt Romney. All right. They could they could have chosen uh, an outsider like Herman Cain, who I voted for. Or even, and I don't think Ben Carson was running into it. No, he wasn't. But no, 2012, um, somebody like that, mm-hmm. okay, who was going to definitely change things. Um, but they went with the safe person because they felt like he was the most, quote unquote, electable. And they did. And the Democrats did the same thing. Uh, you know, this was Bernie Sanders country. If they, if this was any, if this was done legitimately, they would have gotten out of the way and let Bernie Sanders you know, go forth, even though they're all a bunch of radical crazies. Right. Um, but at least he has... You know, at least he has energy. He has belief. He's, you know, Biden's all over the place, you know, and then then we're finding out, too, it doesn't really matter because Biden's has adopted all the all the socialist crazy ideas that Bernie had anyway. And he's just a he's just a lousier messenger for that. You You know, know, it just makes me a little nervous because I don't feel like they've tried really hard with the campaign. They let him go hang out in his basement for weeks on end. They're clearly not putting into the effort, the effort that the Trump campaign is. It makes me almost worried what else is going on. Like, well, there's a story that's a spooky, spooky story. I feel like they're they know they're going to lose, but they don't care because they're planning to do something really nuts. Right. Take 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 power, whether they get it or not. Like there's a power. there's a, there's an article that uh is just kind of scary let me see if i can find that here it freaks me out and there was one other thing i know we got to wrap it up here quick pretty quick but i had one okay. other thing okay. that i wanted to mention so i work um at one of the major health um health systems in sioux falls and they are very reluctant to send out anything along these lines but on friday they sent out um, a warning to us that we should be prepared for cyber attacks and that mm. they are planning to um, attack 
specifically American healthcare systems and take us off the internet. And so they're, they're giving us like guidelines of what to look for, how to report it. And so if that's happening to the healthcare system, and the reason they're doing it is because we're in a vulnerable state right now because of COVID. And they're saying that they don't, this, this um, warning came from the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Health and Human Services. And they're saying that it's not, they don't believe that it's US based. They believe it's coming from outside the US, specifically China. Russia. Uh. They think Russia. So, and I, I asked the person that it came from, if they think that it's election related and they said, well, they didn't point that out specifically, but I mean, all the factors line up. Mm. So, so just, I'm just worried that the cyber attack would happen on a, on a nationwide level. Like if we lose access to the internet or our accounts or whatever it is. Right. So just to be, just for people to be aware and be cautious, not to be afraid, but just to be aware and safeguard your accounts and not open links and not anything that's suspicious. Just delete it. That's pretty wild. Yeah. You know, especially coming around election time too. That always makes you wonder what was really going on right. too. You know. out a little bit. Did you find that story that you were Yeah, I'll show it. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me grab it real quick. And if you want to wrap up, we can, if you want to keep on going, we can. I got to go pick up my son from the gym in like 10 minutes. Okay. Okay. By the way, did you get a haircut? Yes, I did. You noticed that finally. I did notice. I noticed these things. I look ter- I look awful without one. Yeah, it looks so, great. Where thank you. you. Like, like supercut, great clips. Um, Marilyn Stoff. Marilyn Stoff oh. cuts my hair. My wife does. All right, here we go. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, this is this is coming out of the Gateway Pundit. This is a Pennsylvania Attorney General states outcome of election is predetermined. Calls election for Joe Biden before election day. Uh, The Democrats know President Trump is doing well in the battleground state of Pennsylvania, which is why they are fighting to count ballots for up to three days after Election Day. Mm -hmm. Pennsylvania Republicans took the fight all the way up to the Supreme Court. And last week, the highest court. What date is this? Uh, This is okay, November 2nd. Okay, yeah, this is today. Okay, Uh, Pennsylvania. Okay, uh, last week, the highest court of the land said that it will not fast track Republicans challenge to Pennsylvania's extended deadline for absentee ballots. The justices that. did leave open the possibility that they would ultimately rule in favor of Pennsylvania Republicans. Justice Amy Coney Barrett, who was just sworn in, did not participate in last week's decision because she had not had time to fully review the party's filings. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania officials voluntarily compiled and will segregate ballots received after Election Day as Republicans continue to fight in court. A few days after the Supreme Court decision, Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro claimed his state's outcome is predetermined and called the race for Joe Biden. If he says this, he says, if all the votes are added up in Pennsylvania, Trump is going to lose. That's why he's working overtime to subtract as many votes as possible from this process. Shapiro said for the record, for the record, he's 0 six against us in court. We've protected voting rights. Now ignore the noise vote. He added. Uh, President Trump is dominating the Keystone State and drew a crowd of 58,000 people at his Butler, Pennsylvania rally. This could just be typical campaign bluster yep. talk. You but really then have again, to shut the noise off, trust the Lord, and go to bed. Yeah, there you go. I mean, you, you do so because because you it, it'll 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 drive you crazy. You'll lose sleep, and that's that's not that's not the way God wants us to operate. Right. I will trust the Lord. Go to sleep after I read five more articles that scare the living crap out of me, right? <laughs> I, oh, 
Right? <laughs> it has. Like, literally woke me up from my sleep worrying about You can't do that. It right. It you of your peace. Right. Well, you know, here's the other thing, too, is that, you know, this is all going to come to an end one day. And we all, as believers, we know this, you know, right. and politics is just a means of stopping it for temporarily. Right. You know, and nothing is eternal. And the Lord's coming back. And uh, and then which means we have uh, there there are higher things to um, to reach. You know what I mean? Temporary stopping grounds. I yeah, you got it. You got it. Absolutely. But it's important, yeah. too, though. I think just the, the, the problem with people say, oh, the Lord's coming back. I don't have to do nothing. I just have no. to sit back. Yeah. I, I don't need it involved in the political process because the Lord's coming. He expects us to fight. He right. expects us to fight for, fight for righteous, godly values as long as we're here on their earth. Once Amen. he takes us away, once we, you know, are taken up in the rapture, then whatever happens, happens. But as long as we're here, we're supposed to fight for righteousness and for justice and standing in the gap for the vulnerable like babies that are being aborted and children that are being yep. sex trafficked. We are the only voice that they have. Right. Fight, fight, right. fight, fight. Will. Hey, before we go, let, let me just quickly yeah. see if we got any comments going on. Uh, your friend, Larry Grubert, like usually leaves about a million comments. I love Larry. He's passionate. Let me he's see. He Trump, may have said something. He's a I don't know. Let's Trump see. supporter. Let me see what he said. Uh, da, da, da. Let me see. Come on now. If I can find episode nine, I okay. Here we go. Ah, Tim Smith said. Ah, Tim Smith is the only comment tonight. He says Somalia doesn't have a government; they can take their happy butts over there and start a government. There you go. We were talking about that earlier. First comments. That's right. There's a void. You can fill it. Go. That's right. All right. Well, blessing. Amen. All right. We'll wrap all this up here, and uh, we'll see you guys here next week. And you can always always catch us on Anchor too, right, Laura? Yep, that's right. So you can find our podcast on anchor.fm. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Radio Public. And as soon as you send this over to me, Will, I'll get it up tonight because it's pretty time sensitive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, let me get on it tonight too. So, Yeah, so thank you, everyone. Don't worry about this. God's in control. He's got it. 